Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. What a wonderful fall day. To, wait a minute. It's, it's summer. Okay. So, in my few years of growing as a Christian, being in a, an employee, a brother, an uncle, a cousin, a friend, I've noticed things have grown difficult. As a Christian, you, your perspective changes how you see others how you see yourself. There are definitely more defined opinions and attitudes very different than when I was a kid. One thing we have to learn as Christians is regardless of how things, how hard things get or how disheartening they may become, we must not ever give up. I've discovered in my life and my job is that every pat on the back is not just for encouragement. Every smile is not always in friendship. And many promises are just idle words. But yet through it all, I must continue to lead, to pray, and encourage even those who mean me and what I consider my ministry, no good. With the hope that one day the Lord will touch their hearts to please Him and not themselves. In the lessons a few weeks ago, we saw how the devout Jews chose to give up on the blessing that the Father had promised them to bring to the world. And that was His Son and His ever ever the ever-changing life words. And all of this was because of the jealous spirit that they had. Because of the two missionaries named Paul and Barnabas who preached in the synagogues. Their words were so impressive that they were asked to return to the synagogue the next Sabbath. And when they did, almost everybody in the town or the city showed up to hear them. But the Jews spoke against him against the word that they had spoke, contradicting them and committing blasphemy. It was then that Paul and Barnabas grew bold and reminded them that they were the words, that the words that they were spoken were to come to them first. But seeing that they did not feel worthy of the everlasting life, Paul and Barnabas then turned the gospel to the Gentiles who godly received it. Not only did the Gentiles receive the word of life, but they also spread it throughout all the region. And when the devout Jews stirred up the people and wanted to expel them from their borders, Paul and Barnabas did as the Lord had instructed them and instructed the twelve to do as they went out to preach in the kingdom of God, preach about the kingdom of God. They shook the dust from their feet as a testimony against them. Here again, we find these two missionaries facing even more rejection. They are found in Iconium after being ejected from Antioch. 
they once again took their ministry into the synagogues. And like in Antioch, they preached to a mixed crowd. Those who rejected and those who received. And again, the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and contaminated their minds with evil. But Paul and Barnabas never gave up on the mission that they were chosen to do, that God ordained them to do. So let's take a look at these chosen men of God and be encouraged with their drive to never give up in spite of their opposition. We'll be looking at Acts 14, verses 1 through 7. As you turn there, let me pray for us. Father, Lord, thank you again for this opportunity to bring your word as you did so many, many years back then and as you continued on through the lives of others, Lord, that we continue today to bring the life of the word that you supply, Lord. And we thank you for what it means, what its true meaning is, and that's the everlasting life, the gift that is given freely, Lord. And we sometimes don't take advantage of it. Those that we love, those that we hope and pray that do, Lord, that we know that you have a plan for them as well. And all we are to do is bring the message. And as we do it today and each and every Sunday, Lord, and hopefully each and every day of our lives that we preach the word that you have given us to those who have not heard. And we pray, Lord, that uh, you again give us the strength and the uh, ability to do so. And we honor you in giving us that ability. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, where was I? First of all, they couldn't give up because the word that they preached was overly ordained, anointed. Sorry, change that word. So verse, four, verse 1, Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. As we see, these men of God were entering into Iconium. They are found following the same steps they used at Antioch. They entered the synagogue to, to preach to the Jews and the Greeks. We must understand their logic, their plan. They had to go into the synagogue with the good news because the Jews were the people of promise. And the word had to be preached first to them before it was to go abroad, as we found out in Antioch. Now, regardless of them asking or shaking the dust from their feet in Antioch as a testament against the Jews, there, it didn't mean that the Lord felt the same way towards every Jew in every province. He only felt that way to those who rejected his word. But look what happened in, the, uh, in Iconium. Verse 1 in the New King James says, the, <clears throat> the, uh, the verse says that they so spoke that a great multitude, multitude of both Jews and Greeks believed. They so spoke. The word that they preached that day still has the same power today. It is that many of the apostles who preached then, preached it armed, so to speak, with the Holy Spirit. The apostles preached with the same anointing. Nowadays, they preach with a degree. 
The apostles preached because they were called by the Lord. Today, many preach because they were called by money. The apostles preached with purpose. Today, some preach with popularity in mind. We should note that in the text, they were, they were not interested in degrees, money, or popularity. They were interested in winning souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. So they couldn't give up because the word that they preached was so anointed. The Holy Spirit given by God himself enabled them to continue, to endure, enabled them to not give up. Secondly, they couldn't give up because the hand of the Lord was upon them. Verse 3, A long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, who gave testimony unto the word of His grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. That was in the, new, in the, in the King James Version. It's kind of a bit old world, so let's hear from the NIV and see what it says. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of His grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. In the text, we see Paul and Barnabas abiding in Iconium simply because the preaching of Christ was effective. As we noted in verse 1, Many of the Jews and Greeks believed that what they had heard, but not only were, there, were they affected by their preaching, they were also being used by the Lord. One of the things that separate preachers from anointed preachers is that the anointed preacher seeks to be used by the Lord. He cannot worry about the feelings, those feelings that are being hurt. Because sometimes the Lord has to hurt our feelings to bless our souls. I personally try to tell the story as often as I can about the, how the Lord had to do something to me before He could do something for me. And once we realize that a heavy-handed direction that the Lord gives us was not to hurt us, but they were given to align us with his word and our next blessing. This is why we need to hear from the Lord continuously, not only on Sundays or whenever we decide to come to church, <laughs> but we need to hear from him daily to receive the directions to our next blessing. Paul was speaking boldly in the synagogues, especially to those that chose to hear the Lord and confirm His message by, by, of the grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. We must understand, the Lord has His hands on you. He will provide His word through you with His miraculous power. So if they couldn't give up because of the preached word was an overly anointed, and because the hand of the Lord was upon them, the question happens, 
what happens when not everybody agrees? They couldn't give up even when not everybody agrees. Verse 4 says, The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. So, have you ever been in a heated discussion with somebody about your favorite sports team? I mean, it can get pretty intense. It goes like this. We have more wins. Well, we have more championships. Well, we have a better city. We have better uniforms. Okay. It gets even better when you start to discuss politics and religion. (laughs) Talk about a city or state or even our country, heck, as far as the world, divided. And the enemy absolutely loves it when that happens. Romans 16, verse 17 through 20. I urge you, brethren and sisters, to watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not saving or serving our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of the naive people. Now how about this one? 1 Corinthians 1, verse 10 through 13. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that, all, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together. In the same mind and in the same judgment, For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul nope so what happens when you're divided by false understanding or influences that aren't always about your benefit what happens Jesus said in Luke 11 verse 17 but he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to de- desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. I think that sums it up. We can go home. No. Four. They couldn't give up because there were people that needed to hear the gospel of Christ. Verse 5 says, And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled into Listeria and Derbe, cities of Laconia, and to the surrounding region. And there they preached the gospel. 
You thought they would have went home. No. There was things to do. So they couldn't give up. Not just because they were wanting to or, you know, they were seeking fame. There were people in other parts of the region that needed to hear the gospel of Christ. We here can't give up. There are people right outside our doors that need to hear this. We think about the VBS coming up. There's kids who are going to be receiving these same words. They then can talk to their parents and their friends. See how God works. He spreads things the way he does things. Like in Antioch, the devout Jews stirred up the people. We're always going to have that. Verse 4 lets us see that the, the city was divided. Some embraced the word of the apostles, while others stood firm with the Jews and the Gentiles. They had aspirations to use them despitefully, as it says, and to stone the apostles. But they were aware of their intentions, and they fled to Listeria and Derby. Keep going. Just like in Antioch, they had to leave the city because of those who did not believe. But just like leaving a city that does not believe, the Holy Spirit who led them had another city prepared to hear the word of the Lord. This is why an anointed preacher does not give up. Because the Holy Spirit is leading him to preach to those who want to hear the word. And if the non-believer or unconvinced keeps coming to church, they too will become a believer. That is why the enemies of our soul don't like it when you come to church regularly. He'll put family and friends and job and a football game between you and the church. He doesn't like for you to get much of the word because he knows that the word is so powerful that you cannot be exposed to it without being touched and changed by it. That's why those people wanted to hear the word. That's why people come to church is to hear the word. Because God knows what you need. You feel what you need. They couldn't give up. Because our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, never does. If Peter were here, he would tell us about his experience. I can hear him say this. On the day that Jesus fed the 5,000, he told us to get into a boat and go to the other side. Well, he sent the multitude away. But once we're in the midst of the sea... The wind started to blow, and the billows were tossing to and fro. Then about the fourth watch, out of nowhere we saw an image moving towards us. It looked like a ghost, and we all cried out, out of nowhere. But then we heard the voice speaking to us, and it told us, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. I still would be afraid. (laughs) That's when, Peter says, 
I recognize the voice. Lord, if it is, thou bid me come to thee on the water. But the winds were blowing, and the splashing, and they were, the waves were splashing on me, and I was afraid, and I began to, to sink. But I cried out to my Savior, saying, Lord, save me. Do we do that when we're in the midst of our storm? Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught me. But I want you to know that Jesus sort of scolded me too. He said to me, Oh, thou of little faith, why do you doubt? Now, he, had, he didn't ask me because I didn't have faith. Because it took faith just to get out of the darn boat. <laughs> he didn't even ask me that because I took my eyes off of him. Just like so many think. But the reason was because I gave up too soon. You see, all I needed to do was take one more step. And I would have been in his arms. Will today be that last step? Will that step be towards him? So I say to you, don't give up because your blessing is closer than you think. Don't give up because you might be in the midst of your blessing and you don't even know it. Don't give up because you're one step away from your blessing. This little story, Dr. H. Bleacher Hick tells a story about a fern and a bamboo. He said, in planting the fern, it will start to grow within hmm, pretty much the first year. But the bamboo plant will show no sign, visible sign of growth. The second year, the fern will sprout new growth. But again, the bamboo shows no nothing. This went on for the next two years with the same result. The fern grew all over the place. And the bamboo still stayed there and showed no sign of growth. But don't give up on the bamboo. Because in the fifth year, the bamboo grew six inches out of the ground. And the fern had peaked in its growth. Dr. Hicks proceeded to say that while the fern was growing on the surface, the bamboo was having viable root growth. His answer was, or he asked a question, sorry, how high will the bamboo grow? His answer was, as high as the bamboo wants to. So you have to understand that just because you and myself might go through minimal growth sometimes, and there are people that do half-hearted worship, don't worry, because like the bamboo, we're growing roots underneath. And God is raising up people that are growing out of the view of mankind and growing internally to endure. Well, I have to close now. 
<laughs> but before I, cho- I close, I need to remind us, never. No, never give up. Amen. Regardless of how things seem difficult, regardless of how hard th- things may seem or get, or how tight they are, no matter how divided things are, we should never give up. Why? Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew nineteen twenty six. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, with God all things are possible. Remember that. We can't give up because he doesn't. Amen. God never gives up. In that he loved us so much he gave us his only begotten son. Not to condemn us, but to save us. Never give up. Let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you again for yet another day that we're able to praise who you are and why you are. Lord, thank you so much for giving us opportunities to bring your word to those who know you, those who don't know you, and those who wish to know you, Lord. We ask that you continue to give us the strength, the endurance, and the knowledge to do what you want us to do, Lord. And we thank you for this building, this blessing, this day, and these people. As we continue on our lives to today, tomorrow, to the week, and back into Sunday again, Lord, that we can continue to preach each and every day who you are and the love that you give us and the inspiration that you give us, Lord. Thank you so much for all you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.